And we come to our final speaker, if you weren't enraged enough. Uh, Sean M. Elliott is a writer and presenter who has worked for over a decade in science communication, working with groups such as CSIRO, Museum Victoria, the University of Melbourne, there's a long list here, uh, Victorian Space Science Education Centre and others. With his business, Rough Science, Sean presents science programs for school students and lately has been working with RMIT's Game and Experimental Entertainment Lab looking at computer games in education, which is an excuse to play Minecraft and call it work. <laughs> Sean. Good evening. Um, I'll just make a quick correction just off the bat. It was mentioned right at the top of the evening that my name was uh, Dr. Sean Elliott. Um, no, I, I don't have a PhD just yet. Uh, in fact, I haven't started one. Kobe Smith has started one. She's closer to it than I am. So, um, yeah, not doctor. Um, something else I should point out too is uh, what I'm doing right now isn't a striptease. <laughs> Um, thank you, thank you. Uh, if it was, uh, this is the quickest and easiest way to make me the villain for the evening. Put it back on. Um, no, the reason why I'm doing is to show you this. This, this is a t-shirt that actually uh, Kobe got for me while she was in CERN. It's, it's, um, it's a diagram of the internet. Well, no, actually, wrong. It's a diagram of the World Wide Web. See, the nerd teenage version of myself would be very quick to correct that, that the, the internet is not the World Wide Web. The, the internet is the, uh, the, the, the connection, and the, the World Wide Web is one of the many things that runs on it. And tonight, I'm, I don't want to talk about the World Wide Web, but I want to talk about the connection. Or more to the point, the connection that happened some time ago. So before I mention tonight the, the villain that I'm going to be talking about, I just want to set the scene. This year is 1858. Queen Elizabeth is on the throne in England. Uh, in America, President James Buchanan is in the White House. Um, in a little town called Melbourne, uh, there's actually during this year a, um, a, a game that um, is being played between Melbourne Grammar School and Scotch College, uh, a football game with hitherto unknown rules. Yeah, that's, that's where it started. Um, now, during this time, 1858, we are trying to make messages around the world go as quick as we can. And currently, the, the best speed that we've got between England and America is about eight to 10 days. But we have just laid the transatlantic cable, which is stretching from Ireland to Newfoundland. But it has a problem. Uh, basically, the, the day that it was open, we had Queen Elizabeth on one side, uh, sorry, Queen Victoria on one side, we had President Buchanan on the other side, and they were gonna send a message of congratulations to one another. Um, but it took all day. And the reason why it took all day is because at this stage, sending messages along bits of wire strung over land is easy. You can hit uh, your Morse code key at one end, and at the other end, it makes a bip at the other end. No problem. But as soon as you stick that cable underwater, we've suddenly got lots of problems. For a start, we've got to make the cable waterproof. 
Uh, also, salt water is, it's, is conductive. Um, so those people who remember back when, if you were doing engineering or if you're doing any kind of electrical uh, stuff, you had that thing called the right-hand screw rule, which, <laughs> yeah, try teaching that to teenagers. <laughs> but essentially, you have your current uh, being the thumb. Around the current running along the wire, we've got a magnetic field. But anytime you have a magnetic field going near something that's conductive, you then have it induce another current. Current, magnetic field, magnetic field, current. And so with this wire that's running through, which is fairly conductive material, which is salt water, we have, um, well, basically all of this interaction of the, the current magnetic field and so on. Essentially, you send a signal down one end of the wire and it kind of doesn't quite make it to the other end. Well, it, it kind of does. It's just that if you put the signals very close together, they tend to, they, they, they smoosh out. It's, you know, it's not that the cable didn't work, it just didn't work very well. In the same way that shoes don't fly. Well, they can fly, just not very well. Um, so, okay, so we, we, we have this issue with uh, seawater messing this up, but we're, there's a lot of time and energy that has been put into this. So. Enter our villain, who is going to be one of the protagonists in this, trying to solve this particular problem. Um, his name was Edward Orange, Wild Man White House. They really knew how to name kids back then. <laughs> you know, Mr. and Mrs. White House, oh, wow, but look, isn't he wonderful? What should we call him? Um, well, uh, oh, carpet. <laughs> um, chair, uh, um, Albert, are you, are you just naming things that you can see in front of you? Mm, yeah, no, 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 orange, orange, we'll call him orange. So Edward Orange Wildman Whitehouse. Um, look, he was a surgeon, which uh, makes him just about as qualified to be a transatlantic a telegraph specialist as, uh, say, a newspaper columnist is qualified to give opinions on climate change. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, look, what he lacked in knowledge, he made up for, for by being loud and persistent. Uh, he, look, admittedly, by this stage, he had actually done quite a lot of his own experiments in um, sending signals along submarine cables. Um, and he was fairly certain he had the answer. Um, now, by this stage, he'd been loud enough and influential enough to be actually be recruited as the chief electrician uh, for the Atlantic Telegraph Company, the people who were actually uh, the, the ones responsible for this, this wire stretching underneath the sea. Um, now, also, part of the, uh, the, the Atlantic Telegraph Company was a scientific advisor named William Thompson. Now, William Thompson will be touching on now and then, he's a bit of the foil to to Wildman White House. Um, so he, he was a, an engineer himself. He was a big fan of something called Fourier analysis, 
which back when I studied engineering, I loved Fourier analysis. It was the one bit of engineering maths I could actually do. It was, it was well, basically it was a, a way of getting signals and decomposing them down to a whole series of functions. It was a lot of fun, actually. It was one time when I remember maths being fun. And he was a really big expert at, um, at, at using Fourier analysis. And he had used a bit of this Fourier analysis and other things looking at this problem of, of sending signals, and he had his own theories as to what was going on. But he was also part of this company, but he was uh, basically, well, okay. White House hated him and basically uh, did his utmost to discredit him as much as we possibly can. And being loud and persistent, everybody listened to him and not to Thompson. So on one hand, we had uh, White House saying that the problem was easy. All we've got is we've got this uh, signal, and the signal is going to degrade proportionally to the length of the cable. But on the other hand, we've got Thompson saying it's going to degrade proportionally to the length of the cable squared. So the problem for him was hard, but for White House, it was easy. And so White House solution, essentially, is uh, all we have to do is just up the signal. All we have to do is just get enough power down this cable and, and we'll get the signal through to the other side. That'll be fine. And so he actually invented this device, this machine, which he put patents on, and, and he put it at one end and he cranked it up. So imagine this. We have got our cable stretching from Newfoundland to Ireland. White House at one end. He's turning it all the way up to 11. <laughs> and somewhere... Somewhere along this entire length of this cable, something went <laughs> and the entire system was junk. He had basically blown this entire uh, cable, which, which took many, many thousands of hours to, to install, many, many thousands of pounds to actually get, get into place, and it was destroyed. Now, it just so happened that uh, a little bit before this had happened, Thompson had actually tried out his solution, and he was able to uh, get the signal out of this cable. As, essentially, for Thompson, he, he knew that the signal was there. The signal was coming through. But back then, the technology for translating signals from electricity into things like sound or movement uh, was difficult, because if you want movement or sound, you needed something to make something else move. And to do that, you need, uh, say, electricity coming in to make a motor move. And if you've got a lot of electricity, you can make that thing really spin around. But here we've got tiny amounts of electricity. And so what he came up with was something that was much more subtle. He came up with this device that would take these tiny little bits of uh, electricity and he installed on this tiny little device a tiny mirror. And so when light shone onto this mirror, this little device would just move, just ever so slightly. But the light on the mirror meant that we had this sweep of, a light, of, of uh, the reflected light on a piece of paper. And so if you get an operator, you stick them in a dark room and they're watching this thing, they could actually see. If it's going in one direction, we had a dot. If it's going in the other direction, we had a dash. And he patented his materials, he put it in there, and it worked. And then a week later, White House blew up the whole system. So, there was an inquest. White House basically blamed everybody. He blamed everything. 
He blamed the cable, which you've got to admit, at this time, the cable was made out of copper, and copper really wasn't all that used in things like uh, underwater sea cables and so on. It was mainly used in spouting. And so this idea of having nice, pure copper, yeah, okay. Um, but, uh, I, so he blamed the cable, he blamed the construction. Most of all, he blamed Thompson. But by this stage, everybody had had enough of him. And they were starting to listen to Thompson. And so Thompson was exonerated. Eight years later, uh, a new cable was being installed as per Thompson's specifications, being installed, put in, and lo and behold, with his devices at either end, it worked, and it worked perfectly. And to reward him, the uh, Queen Victoria ennobled him, and Thompson became, therefore, uh, after this time, he became known as Lord Kelvin. Ah. <laughs> I was really hoping for that, yes. <laughs> Lord Kelvin, for those people who, ha who don't know about Kelvin, um, if, if, uh, among other things, uh, he, has a uh, he has a unit of measurement named after him, the Kelvin. So we've got degrees Celsius, degrees Fahrenheit, as well as Kelvin. Um, also, he's got a fridge named after him. Uh, but among other things, he, uh, after this time, he, he was incredibly rich. He had patents on these things. He bought a yacht. He, he decked it out in the way that my teenage nerd self would have decked it out. He, he put a palace at one end. He put a laboratory at the other end. He, he went around, going around the British Isles, went through the Mediterranean, entertaining royalty, dukes, other nerds, and basically became a legend. But the villain of our piece, the villain of our story, Dr. Whitehouse, we never heard from again after this. Really, this is the thing that he is remembered for. And, and really, um, out of all of our villains that we've mentioned tonight, I mean, we've, we've got the, the notorious, the bad, the, the misjudged. Um, but out of all of these, there is still something else that we can, we can take away from them. Sure, we can look at the Lord Calvins and go, listen, there, there, is, there is a person who is well-educated and uses his knowledge for good, and, and we can follow that. And then you can also look at, at the villains, and you can go, see that? See that over there? Yeah, see that? Don't do that! And that brings me more or less to an end. Thank you very much.